This podcast is brought to you by Ubumunu Arts Festival. What's up, world? My name is Alexander Starr, recording artist and songwriter from Miami, Florida, but chilling in Kigali, Rwanda right now for the Ubumunu Arts Festival. Mm-hmm. Um, this is your second time here. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us how you got the first invite? Okay, that's a great question. So I'll give you the full authentic story. I, want to. I was performing in Morocco at a Global Leaders Conference in 2017, mm-hmm. and Samantha Lakin, who was living in Rwanda at the time, was on the panel that I performed at. Okay. And uh, she came back to Rwanda and told Hope about me. So then she connected Hope and me, and through our conversations as they progressed, Hope asked me if I would write a song for the Umunu Arts Festival. So immediately I was like, of course, I'll be absolutely honored to, but I've never been and I want it to be authentic. So can you please connect me with a dope Rwandan artist? Mm-hmm. And she said, sure, I'm gonna link you with this guy named Andy Bumunu. So she connected Andy and me. I started the song, got to Rwanda. Andy and I finished the song. We recorded the song in my hotel room. I mixed it. We sent it to the kids at Umubano uh, Academy. The kids and one of the teachers, Miss Emily, choreographed a dance to the song. And I visited the school for three days, having them teach me the dance to the song. And I gave a little concert too. But they, in essence, showed me the way to the song, Show Me The Way. And that's really how it all came together. Exactly. The song is called Show Me The Way. The song is called Show Me The Way. Why? Why that? Another excellent question. So everybody, every single human, like the human condition means you're going to be going through issues and challenges and facing things in life. And nobody has all the answers alone. You need other people who have been through what you're going through to show you the way if they know something that you don't. And, you know, likewise, if I know something that you don't, hopefully I can show you the way to make what you're going through a little bit easier and to kind of like give you the keys to uh, to owning your own destiny and overcoming your issues. So that's what Show Me The Way is all about. It's basically about working together to solve problems as opposed to thinking that we can figure it out by ourselves. Like I'm like... Will show me the way. I'm like, listen, <clears throat> there's a cloud on my heart today. And then the person I'm talking to said, hey, don't worry about it. Peace is on the way. And then I say, but it won't let the light escape from my heart. And he said, don't worry about it. Hope is on the way. And then I say, I don't know how to win the war. And then he replies, love is all it takes. Oh, these are lyrics. These are the, the lyrics from the song. And the next lyric is, so I said, show me the way. Yeah. Boom. But you know, sometimes going through whatever you're going through in life can be very isolating. Mm-hmm. And that's really why people feel they could go through a thing alone because when you look around you, you never really see someone who's going through a similar thing. Mm-hmm. So, um, But that's because people just, hide it. Yeah, do we just take a chance that someone next to you can help show you the way? Is, that, is, it, is it also a song of faith yes, that says, 100%. just take a leap? You 100%. never know. Yeah, you never know. And who, who, nobody's going to be able to help you if nobody knows you have an issue. If nobody knows that you're going through a challenge, they're just going to assume that you're fine. And, you know, they're going to treat you as such. I always say, uh, you could see somebody, like, it's all really about mental health, right? Like, you could see somebody in the grocery store or, like, they got, like, Mercedes keys and they look like they got a lot of money. And you would think, man, they must be living life. But they might be dealing with something so, like, 
devastating inside of them that you have no idea. You think you assume somebody's happy. Everybody assumes other people's happiness. You don't know anybody's situation until they actually open up. And most people don't open up. So people keep going through struggles and keep going through issues because they don't open up when it could be somebody sitting right next to them that has an answer for them. Yeah. Okay. Um, I want to go down that line, but I don't want to get lost in it. So I want to ask you this. Um, why did you think Ubumunu would suit the Alexander Star brand or label as an artist? Mm-hmm. Why did you think it's a good fit? Because this is your second time. Yeah. Your last time? I hope not. Okay. So this is your second time. Mm-hmm. Why do you think it's still a good marriage? Well, I mean, it's just, it's a union of authenticity. It's just a bunch of people who are artistically gifted and creatively expressive, and they come together to put on a show for the people. Like, that's what I'm about. Everything that I do with my music is really just me being who I am and speaking things that are on my heart and hoping that somebody can relate. And I find that here a lot of people relate to the way that I see things with a lens of hope, with a lens of faith, with a lens of, you know, be strong, get through what you're going through, and it'll get better, you know. And, um, you know, my music is also really, you know, like, I just want to make really dope records that make people smile. And a lot of people here make me smile, so I'm happy to come here and, and share the same sentiment and give them some of my music and... Yeah. Do you consider cynicism as another expression of humanity? Humanity's frailness, mm-hmm. and it could be a form of protection. I'm asking that because I think my next question will be about the theme of today's, of this year's mm-hmm. Ubumunu. But cynicism is also something people put on or wear to get by those issues they find very hard to trust someone with. Mm-hmm. Um, if your songs are about hope or about um, showing the light, and you know, seeing the brightness of life, where do you consider the nuances of cynicism in your writing and your, you know, you know, in your relation with people? Yeah, so cynicism is completely human, mm-hmm. and I have a great deal of it myself. You and do. yeah, of course. You don't strike me as someone who does. Well, I could share a little bit more of my catalog, mm-hmm. and and you might hear some more cynicism in it. But I mean, like I said, there's even cynicism in "Show Me the Way." Like I'm going, the the whole story is me. I'm walking down the street, and this guy told me, you're going to be a legend. You're going to be, like, your destiny is to be great. And my response is, like, I don't feel like that. Life kind of sucks right now. I'm feeling shitty. Like, you know, it don't feel like that. And he's like, yeah, but it is like that, whether you know it or not. So my cynicism and my hope are in a constant battle with each other, Mm -hmm. right? I just put my money on hope versus cynicism because cynicism, it ain't going to give me no victories, How are you going to win being cynical? You can win being hopeful, you know? So for me, it's a balance. That's why there's yin and yang. There's light and dark. Like, you got faith and cynicism. Both are necessary. I would be stupid if I just thought everything was going to go perfect. Nothing goes perfect. But after you go through the shit that you go through, you realize it was perfect. And it turned out perfect. So let's talk about the theme for this year. Okay. Walls, when they come down, truth. Mm-hmm. Do you have any personal experience with this theme? When walls come down, the truth is there? That's, am I like yeah. summarizing that's, it Yeah, properly? basically that's the theme. I'm asking if you have a personal experience 
first as Alexander before the artist if there's a separation mm. and the reason I'm asking is um, I had a very interesting conversation or I heard a very interesting conversation today mm -hmm. at uh, one of the seminars and Gloria made a point that sometimes the barriers that seem quite the barriers we never really pay attention to are walls mm. language barrier communication barrier is a big wall as well yeah. that never lets people actually share or express or have faith Mm. Because when I don't understand you, I find it hard to trust you. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it made me realize that these walls are not necessarily big, giant walls mm -hmm. that we see that make the news or that we really feel deep pain for. Mm. It could be daily struggles. So have you ever felt like you've overcome one struggle and the truth of who you were came through? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, man, it happens over and over, all the time. I think being completely honest about the realities of your situation is like a big wall to knock down because we like to sugarcoat what's happening a lot when um man there's so many examples i could go into I, okay i'll just give one walls coming down there have been people who i thought felt a certain way about me people that I wanted to work with or people that I wanted to collaborate with or just people that I wanted to know. And based on their behavior towards me at first, because they didn't know me, like, I thought they were against me. And I had to, you know, I would automatically be like, okay, you against me, I'm against you. Like, that's my human nature. Okay, you don't mess with me, I don't mess with you like that. But then I got counsel from my best friend, and he's like, listen, consider their situation. Consider what they're going through. You being a variable, you being a new person, like, they're not just going to let you in like that. You know you're a good person, but they don't. Give it some time. Reach out again under a different circumstance and let in see what happens. And I ended up doing that, humbling myself reapproaching the situation now me and this dude we have like hour-long conversations we're like good friends and i was ready to turn against him because he didn't let me in right away yeah. as as a you know uh, in a personal level so i had to be honest with myself it's like hey man it doesn't matter how good i know i am you got to give other people their own space and their own time to yeah. kind of like warm up to you and not you know, see them through your lenses and only. Not, exactly, because their lens is nothing like mine. Or maybe it is, but don't assume that it is. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. All right, I'm not going to keep you for long. So, no, you're good. Um, the theme in relation to you as an African-American, mm -hmm. um, I think one of the problems with being coming from one of the largest countries in the world and richest and famous mm -hmm. is that so many people know your problem and they assume they know your problem as well. Mm -hmm. But the assumption is not altogether wrong. Mm -hmm. So watching the news and reading them, you see what regular African-Americans are going through in America. And you see just having a black president didn't wipe away the fact that there's racism, didn't wipe away inequality, mm -hmm. or the fact that you remember every day that you are a subculture. Hmm. But... We're talking about walls falling down and truth. The walls are falling down now. That's true. But the truth is so scarring and jarring. So as an African-American, would you rather keep a few walls up? Or what do you want to see? What do you want the truth to lead to for you and for your people? That's a super deep 
question. Excellent question. Thank you for that. So I'm going to take it even deeper, and I'm not worried about the time. Um, I am... All right, one second. Hi. Hello. Rona, you remember Yeah, of me? course I remember you, Rona. <laughs> we spent, like, all the time together last, yeah, last year. This is for a meal? Yeah, Sweet. Thank you. Is there a drink? This includes a drink, too? Yeah, she did, yeah. This comes with a drink, too? With, like, a skull or something? No worries. Don't worry about it. Thank you, Rona. Where you been at this whole time? I've been around. Uh-huh. Too busy for me. It's okay. I get it. It's okay. I'll see you in a bit. All right. So, yes, I am African-American, but I'm also biracial. My mom is white and Jewish. Okay. My dad is African American, so that adds a new level of complexity it does. to my experience, right? So both of my ancestors were oppressed, the African side and the Jewish side. And what makes it interesting for me is every day I have to live with not being fully like anybody. You put me in a room full of white people, I'm the black dude. You put me in a room full of black people, I'm the white boy. That's how I grew up in Tennessee. And that was really, uh, it was a challenge to find confidence in myself, in who I am, because also there were no Jewish kids where I grew up, especially brown-skinned Jewish kids. And now, like, my, my parents gave me, I'm not wearing a necklace today, but they gave me a necklace with a Jewish letter, a chai on it. It's a, it's a letter and it's the number 18 in the alphabet. And when other Jewish people look at my necklace, they don't see a half-white with a mother Jewish guy. They see a black guy wearing a Jewish necklace. And they, culture. and they come up to me wondering why I have that necklace on as if I need a reason for them to understand why I'm wearing it. And I've had people come up to me with insults like, do you know what your necklace means? And, wow, why are you wearing that? You like the shape? And I want to punch these people in the mouth face because they're assuming about my identity I get the same thing as an African American like we're we're stereotyped we're discriminated against like I'm get, I get it from all sides of the rainbow so I think it really is a wonder how my music is so positive because I go through challenges like this like every day I mean we all do right um and I'm sorry, I went off on a tangent. I forgot what your actual question was. I remember, was. but I'm going to ask you this one before we get there. Okay. I remind you. So where's the anger? How did you express it in the beginning? There must have been anger. Yeah, there, there still is. There always is. There's a lot of anger. Um, I express it to myself when nobody's around. I let it out like an exhaust pipe. gonna be a really dumb metaphor but kind of like a fart you fart when nobody's around oh it's very relieving yeah i get the metaphor yeah does it fuel you no no it uh it inspires me okay because taking anger out on people doesn't usually solve issues it doesn't whether it's you know somebody you're close with or whether it's like your waiter at a restaurant getting angry at them does nothing even if their service is terrible like, I look at it from a different lens. I always choose to look at a different lens. Like, say I get terrible service from a waiter or whatever. The first thing I think about is, well, you know what? Like, I'm here eating. I'm paying for food. They don't want to be a waiter. 
they probably have a dream. Like, they don't even want to be here, so I'm not going to give them a hard time. I'm just going to tell them exactly what my issue is and politely ask if we can correct it. Yeah. Like, so that I always, like, when anger comes up, I always knock it with a bat of positivity or with a bat of, like, understanding. Because anger is just kind of like, anger is like a primal reaction. Nothing good really comes of anger. I agree, but it can be very relieving. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Sometimes I just let it rip. Mm-hmm. And I face the consequences later. It's not smart. Right. But, you know, a woman's right. anger is always subdued. Ah. So sometimes letting it out is empowering. But I had to ask, because you don't go through life, as you described, without the anger. Mm-hmm. However, the initial question, which you forgot, was yeah, yeah. if the walls come down, I think I should rephrase now that I know that you're not... You're, you're more nuanced, you know, your origin is more nuanced than just being African-American. Yeah. But if these walls that we are seeing in, in the U.S. coming down now against minority races and the truth we are seeing is being revealed, mm-hmm. is it really going to lead to healing? How much uh, truth would lead yes, to healing for I think so. For I the, think so. Because uh, you can't... You can't... <clears throat> you know when you get cut... Like, if you keep the Band-Aid on too long, it's not healthy. You got to take the Band-Aid off, let it, let air touch it, let sun touch it, and that's how your body's really able to heal it. Like, our racism issues, our, like, oppression issues, the police issues, all that's been, like, covered up and glossed for a long time. And now the wound is being exposed. Like, it's going to have to heal. Like, that's just kind of how it goes. Like, volcanoes have to erupt and like damage shit all around it for it to calm back down again like it's just life like it's inevitable I think yeah it's inevitable we're humans like yeah it's, this is really deep man I don't know I don't necessarily know how to I understand it don't worry yeah I, I think especially for America like now that we know that it exists I would rather I would rather know that somebody is racist then let them show it in ways that I can't see. Well, you can't explain. Yeah. Yeah, like the way business is. Like, I grew up in Tennessee, which is real country and real, like, redneck, right? The thing I respect about where I grew up is the, the racist people, they'll wear Confederate flags. Like they'll, like, they'll let you know that they're racist. And there's a respect there because you're being honest, so I know not to mess with you, right? But... In bigger cities and even in like South Florida where I live, like Miami, like the racism is disguised in like business suits, right? And they'll be polite to you, but they're really not, they don't have good intentions for you. So they'll block you in terms of like getting work or they'll block you in terms of like opportunities. They'll kind of like, you know, sidetrack you and things like that. And it's not direct, it's indirect, but it affects you still. I would rather you just be direct so I know how to, you know, so I know how to adapt. So the walls come down, let's see the truth and deal with it. Yeah, deal with it. It's going to take time, but you got to deal with it. All right, I'm going to make one last assumption. Feel free to correct me if I'm wrong. Okay. Does all this, the truth of who you are, the hurt, the pain, the anger, the nuances, is that what attracts you to Rwanda mm. and Rwandans? Mm. How much they still live with the rawness of their truth, of their pain, of their reality, and still trying to move on to see the light. That's an excellent question. I mean, what really draws me to Rwanda is 
the power that the people have to live with that, to overcome that. Because regardless of what I have gone through and continue to go through, I've never experienced a genocide. I've never experienced walking through a market and seeing the person who might have done harm to your loved ones and having to live with that and smile and walk past. That's some shit I don't think Americans could handle. Like, America would burn from the ground up. I don't know if we could come back from that. Like, the humility and the power and the grace that people operate with out here, that's attractive to me. Because I, as a human, am always seeking ways to be humble. It's real. Being humble is not easy. No. It's really not easy. And I know that, like, my all my music and, you know, my career, like, I, I do consider myself a humble person. But it's not easy. It's a struggle for me. And it makes it that much easier to be around other humble people. It kind of puts humble in perspective. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it does. All right, I'm going to leave you so you can get to the business. Right, I don't know if I'll be here next year, but thank you for this. I hope so. I hope so. Well, I hope I can avoid her dragging me down here. Uh-oh. Yeah, but I, I hope so. And maybe not just for the Ubumonu piece. Maybe I'll write something about you. That'll be amazing. Oh, I would. That would, like, make my day. Okay. My month, my year. <laughs> to have an article by you. Oh, Don't get me excited. You have, you have faith that it's going to be good. Yes, I do. All right. Don't get me excited Thank you, now. Alexander. Stein. All right, cool. This podcast was brought to you by Ubumunu Arts Festival.